This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Oscar Panifex, Liam Fogarty, and Jared Timms. It's that time of year where teams are calling on their depth players, and it's no different for the Neds NRL Punting Podcast as the grind of the season forces some changes to our starting lineup. G'day, punters. I'm James Coglin in the hosting <laughs> chair, filling in for an ailing Jared Timms. Yes. And I'm joined by our substitute stats man, Ryan Cook. G'day, James. G'day, boys. Good Hello. to hear that. G'day, punters, in your voice there, Jim. How good? Well, someone needs to say it if Jared can't. And uh, thankfully, we still have a couple of first choice options on hand, including our all star winger, Jarrell Yao Yi. Hello. How are we, gentlemen? It's good to be back for another week. Consecutive, actually. Uh, this, this brings me into the realms of, I don't know, like 300 gamers on the podcast because I haven't missed one. Since we started, all star, yeah. All-star territory. So now Jared is uh, taking one week off. What a fraud! Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to him when he gets back. And you've got a rookie steering the ship, but thankfully we do have the mastermind of all yes, things rugby league. The mastermind <laughs> from rugbyleaguewriters.com, Oscar Panifex. Thank you, thank you. Well, we've talked a lot about depth this year, haven't we? We Squad have depth and how important it was going to be in a longer season. Well, oh, yeah. We're reaching into the reserve grades this week, and I think we've got a couple of star players oh, of the future. I, so I, I think we're going to be, be just okay. fine. I think we're going to be okay. Now we'll take a week off, Timsy. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing Ryan and I need, it's an ego boost before, yeah. we, sta- before we stage our palace yeah. crew on this podcast. Well, you've got your own little boost already, Matt. Oh, <laughs> got him a beauty. Just when he thought he'd yeah. knocked him down a couple of pegs. Can't be enough. I probably don't need that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's the joys of being 33 and still waiting for your growth spurt. <laughs> Good. All good. right, let's get on to it. Uh, guys, first question for you. Four weeks left. The ladder still mm. very much in flux. Yep. Would you rather have a buy up your sleeve when the two points to come or the ability to keep the momentum going? Uh, we've got the Broncos and Panthers going for yeah. the minor premiership, Gerald. Yeah, no, I, I would want to have one on my sleeve probably two weeks out, I reckon, um, because, I mean, well, usually we usually we only have two a year. We've got three this year. Yep. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's a benefit. If you can have a week off, uh, a couple of weeks off just before – uh, you know, those finals footy hits. And then, you know, if you finish first or second and first, second or fourth and you get a, another week off, I mean, there's nothing better than fresh bodies. And unfortunately for some teams, they're not going to get that opportunity because they've had all their buys. But um, it is the business end. We, we, you need all the rest you can get. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Rabbitohs fan. Bunnies have got a buy in round 26, so the second. I think the Bronx have one more too. Bronx have got another one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rabbitohs are busted with injuries at the moment. So I think for them, um, to answer your question, I think – really valuable to be having a buy left up their sleeve. We don't have much momentum to play with at the moment anyway, so we could probably use a week yeah, to rest happened? up. Shit the bed over the weekend. Right, busted. I think. <laughs> Absolutely busted. Anyway, oh, we might yeah. get into that later, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Well, we will. The only thing that makes me curious is so if you've got a buy, and especially in the case of the Broncos and Panthers, mm. you wind up playing one game in three weeks potentially mm. with some sort of permutations on it. So are you worried about momentum uh, coming undone? Uh, yeah, potentially, although – the Panthers have been the model of consistency yeah. for the last three years, haven't they? So I think they'd appreciate the week off. I think the Bronx would be fine as well. I think there's probably an argument to make for it, maybe for a team that's, you know, sneaking into the finals, yeah. you know, coming on a bit of a run into the finals. Yeah, I also mm-hmm. think if you've got injuries, you probably need it as yep. well. But if you don't and you've got a chance to rest your players, it's a great opportunity. I mean, like – I've, I've played a full season before and there's nothing – like you get towards the end and you, you bug it and then you've got to take it up another notch. Mm. So it depends on how you, I suppose, at a professional level, it depends on how you look after your players as well. Do you you know, do you know, train them the first couple of days and then give them three or four days off to freshen up and then give them one fitness session when they come back? I think they're pretty – I think they're smart enough to be able to understand the load and how they, you know, handle those situations. And it's a, very, it's a, it's a different realm for everyone because not having three – 
buys is not something that we're used to in the NRL, but I'm sure they can adapt. And um, I know there's still a lot of players that are at the Broncos that have a few niggles mm. that might just be at the right time of the year that we, we need that little break. I, I think if you're a team like the Knights, you probably don't want to buy yep. over the next month no. because you're riding a lot yep. of momentum at yep. the moment. But yep. I wanted to ask you, Gerald, do teams sort of train a bit harder Towards the back end of the year, or do you in training do you back off? The older boys, they uh, they back right <laughs> off. <laughs> I can tell you how, how I wonder much. Why. Like uh, Hodge would probably train the last what well, the back the back six weeks. He would <laughs> train once, once or twice, not even twice a week. He would do team run, um, and then you've got other players like Darren Lockyer who he'll just train every session because he's a professional. Uh, you know, he's a professional. Um, they don't really ramp up the training. Look, I, I would say that if there is a week off, you'd, you'd ease down, but you'd have to have that conditioning session to make sure you get back up to that level because – like like any of us, we know like having three days off work, you can do a lot of damage mm. in three days. And we know rugby league players like to enjoy themselves <laughs> to the extreme. So to, I can tell you this much. They can do as just as much damage as normal people in the world too. So um, they'd need that little tune up just before they get back into, uh, you know, full training and, and into the finals. And sports science has just taken off in the oh. last five years. Well, compared to what a decade ago, every single exertion yep. is micromanaged now. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe like I, I hear some of the stuff that happens now, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this. But back in my day, um, <laughs> we didn't have the you know the GPSs weren't as prevalent, and we didn't have to use them as much. Mm. Now, if you're not training to the you know extended everyone else's, that means you're not you know, pushing yourself to the limits. And, you know, they, they get those numbers pretty well in the preseason, how much, you know, how hard you can train and, and whatnot. So, but I would say it would come, like I said, I'd say it'd come back a little, a couple of notches towards the back end of the season, just to make sure they manage everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, some teams may not have finals to play for, mm, but some of the yeah. players on those teams do have a little bit to play for, going for contracts, Australian call-ups. How are you expecting these guys to carry themselves over the next few weeks? I think with when when you've got players who uh, you know obviously don't have a lot of finals footy to play for, you you still find something because one you don't want to go into a mad Monday like shot like you actually want to play good footy because it's it's a I don't know it's a weird thing they don't they they decide that you're 23 weeks of the year they want to turn up and then the last you see all the bottom tier teams <laughs> beat all the top tier teams Bulldogs have done it the last two or three years. exactly <laughs> yeah. and 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 that's just because they don't they want to go out on a high so. There is obviously people up for, you know, you know, representative jerseys as well where, you know, they'll see that. I mean, one at the moment is probably, you know, Chez is looking at the, yeah. you know, there's he, he probably needs to play a little bit better footy. I mean, if you're talking about, um, you know, you know, doing interviews for for the Australian side, and they, I mean, he did a great one, um, you know, playing for, for Queensland. But it doesn't look like he's probably still not going to get it. Mm. So he needs to start being, playing some good footy to, to make sure Mel recognises him to go onto their side. He's just one guy that you, you would would be a standout, but there's plenty more that you know need to play good footy. Yeah, we talked a couple of weeks ago about a few clubs in the bottom six or the bottom eight mm. um, that have got plenty to plan for for next season. Yep. Look at a team like the Bulldogs with a number of new players coming in over the offseason. So they really need to use the next um, four games or three games to figure out uh, what the rest of their backline is going to look like and yep. where those new players might fit in. you got a team like the Dragons who are playing to impress the new coach um, that's coming aboard next year in Shane Flanagan. I mean, the Roosters probably p playing for a bit of pride as well, knowing yeah. the club that they are. So, yeah, I think there's still 
something for those teams, even if finals is out of reach, there's something for them to work on over the next few weeks. And from a player's perspective as well, the last thing you want to do is put some bad games on tape when you've got a whole new coaching staff coming in. Well, I think you're in auditions right now. Like mm. you're auditioning for the first spot. You can train the house down. That's great. Um, but if everyone's training the house down and you don't have anything to lean on, you're not going to get that first opportunity in a trial match uh, next year. You're not going to get those starting spots. Mm. So as much as, a, you know, trial matches are, you know, a stepping stone to where a side's going to be when you come into the new season. This is real. This is real life. This is a real. This is a real game. Um, you know, stuff, and they need to see that. And Shane Flanagan will be keeping a very close eye on the Dragons. Des um, Hasler at the Titans. Des Hasler well. at the Titans. Yep. Um, who else is a new coach? Well, I mean, there could be could be many. Could be could <laughs> be a few could, more. There could be a few <laughs> more. Over. Again in three or four yeah, years. Yeah, definitely, time. definitely. So yeah, there's always there's always things for these players that are still in the you know the thirteen down to make sure that they're they're playing good footy. All right. Last question I've got for you. Game's going to the regions. Mm. I know, Ryan, you and Gerald were talking about that uh, just before. <clears throat> We've seen Perth last week, Darwin. There's a game going to Waikato. Yep. Where else should the NRL be going? I know the last month has been a little bit disrupted because of the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup, yep. but I like these regional games. Just yep. as one-off spectacles, it's great. We saw games in Mackay. We saw them in Gladstone during yep. the COVID thing. Oscar, where else should we uh, be seeing NRL games? Well, I think the NRLW should be looking at getting out of regional areas as well. Definitely. Um, when when they're able to line the fixtures up so the women are playing before the men's game in, in the um, matching teams, I think that's great because it draws a lot more crowds to a double header. Mm-hmm. But if you can't line those games up with an NRL, uh, similar NRL club, why not take them out to a regional ground where you can pack, you know, 5,000, Country set, people 7, love 000. rugby league. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, you could take any – you could take badminton out to a country. <laughs> they would turn up. If you give them piss <laughs> like, and, put, and put on a hot box, yeah. they'll turn up. And I got, believe me, I'm a country kid myself. Like I, I know what it's like. They, they, they love when, when you go out to those rural areas, mm. they thoroughly enjoy it. And we need to see more of it. Um, and we need to see a lot more of it. I, I love that New Zealand, I love the Warriors that they're ta- they've taken it a few places this year, yep. rurally for them, you know, not, not kept it in just in Auckland for themselves. Mm. Um, I like that they've taken it around because – you know, they've missed rugby league over there for a couple of years um, because of the Warriors being located in Australia. So I think we need to see a lot more of it. Um, Perth would be, I mean, we, we spoke about unpopular, unpopular opinions. Perth would be great to, to keep seeing that. And we're seeing a lot more games. They got a, good, they got a good turnout there last year. Yeah, we've seen a doubleheader there. there. Yeah. So um, well, there was 42,000 or something. Yeah, yeah close to 45 up. for both games. Well, well there so, you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it obviously works. And, and like I said, people just love going to watch sports. And, I mean, it's easy to go watch the the best sport in the world as well. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just a quick note as well, Wade Graham uh, retires. Uh, Farewell to 250 gamer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think he plays 250 for the Sharks this week. In fact, it might be. It's close. Anyway. I I was coming through when Wade was like, it's how long ago he started. Like I can't, I was coming through when he was coming through in the twenties and um, he's a gentleman and a scholar, you know, on, on and off the field. He's definitely someone who deserved to win a grand final. That's for, even though it was for the Sharks. Um, <laughs> he was definitely a guy that I always thought, you know, he deserves one. There's plenty of people that deserve one, but never get them. And um, it's good to see that he gets a grand final and he gets to go out with 250 games. It's it's pretty big. And it just sort of shows how hard it is to get to 300. Yeah, well said. Like in this, in this um, you know, era of sports at the moment. I mean, I don't think we're going to see too many more people that are coming from that same era get to 300 because with the injury list, you've, you've got to be available week in and week out and you've got to make sure you don't have any injuries. 
Like there's been and so, you've got to be playing good footy and playing good footy to yeah. make sure you're getting picked every week. So 250 tip of the cap to him. He's um he's been outstanding. Yeah, he was one of my favourite players. Yeah, um, coming through so skillful and so tough, like a bit like Cameron Murray. Um, you yeah. know, in the way that he plays, he's got a good little pass in him. He spent a lot of time at six. Yep, I think he might have spent some time in the centres. Yeah, played did. at the back row, thirteen. What a utility! He's captained his club. Was he co-captain for the Blues at one point? I think he was. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, a hell of a player. I mean, like does he want to say that he well. was co-captain at that time? <laughs> they, probably, they probably weren't going that crash. <laughs> all right. at all. Uh, Oscar, you wrote something that is going to be very close to Gerald's heart. Uh, at Did the you moment. see what I wrote this No, week? I haven't seen oh, this You're going to like this, mate. Well, okay. Well, I thought I would give- Is it about wingers? I thought I'd write a piece. <laughs> yes. Celebrating wingers in the modern game, obviously. Oh, um, we don't get enough flowers. One of the- Oldest and fondest pastimes of rugby league is hanging shit on wingers. Mm. Um, I remember Bo Ryan doing some pretty good gear for the footy show back in the day about how wingers were treated in club land. But it's a different case today. I think they've got one of the toughest jobs in the game and the pay packets are um, you know, indicating that. The, the value yeah. of wingers is going up and up. They've got to start sets. They've got to save tries. They've got to score tries, defend kicks. We're seeing some wingers come in and, you know, play as a double fullback and offer an extra number. Why is it taking you this long to ride something like this for? Look, mate, I was saving the best for last. <laughs> well, I just noticed there are a couple of wingers that had really good games last weekend, which, you know, got me thinking. And, and yeah, so I thought I'd give them a, a bit of a shout out. So awesome. the first one's Daniel Tupo. Tupo's been playing since 2012. He's been around for Jeez. four to... Oh, how many years is that? 15, yeah, 13, 14 it's years. A lot, it's a lot. Long time. 142 tries in 238 games. I think the biggest compliment we can give Daniel Tupo is he came into the league as a, you know, lightning quick, mm. expert finisher, very athletic, good under the high ball. But he's evolved his game to keep up with the modern trends. He's now super busy in yardage, averages 177 metres this season, which is his second best return across 12 years. That's insane. At 32 years of age. So. Well, that's, well that, that's the one thing you've got to understand is, you, you know, making sure you're adapting to different eras and he's done that. I mean, that those numbers are insane for yep. a 32-year-old. Really good. Crazy. So busy, so consistent. Um, and it's great to see him sign on again for next year. So hopefully- We thought retire. he was gone too. Yeah, like, he, you know, I think he almost was gone. Yeah, yeah. And then the Sueli thing happened. So yeah, great to see him hopefully retire as a one-club player in the next couple of years. Yep. Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, I think, is relishing a permanent move back out onto the sting. He spent a bit of time at fullback mm. um, when he was at the Dogs there. You know, a serviceable fullback, but I think um, now that he's back on the paint, I, I think he's one of the best wingers in the game. Yep. Busy in yardage. He's a freakish finisher, and he's just he just competes on everything. Yeah. He scored a try against the Titans last week where um, SJ rolled a kick in, and Alofiana Kanapurera had it covered easy. Yeah. And Dallin's just kept chasing. The balls took a wicked bounce right into Dallin's lap, and he scored the try. I think that's a really good way to sum up how he influences games. And he's changed as well. He's, you know, obviously had to change the way he's played footy. I mean, he was at the, the Bulldogs for a little bit. Panthers they, and then Doggies, yeah. Panthers, Doggies. I mean, the Doggies didn't go through a, a great period while he was there. And yep. he's he's adapted really well and changed his game. And look how good, he, good he's going at the moment. And that hair. Gun. That hair style. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the best. He got a pull on the weekend. And look, I mean. He's asking for I, it. I, well, he is. Because, like, it's, you're getting sort of elbowed in the face and he's dangling in your face. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd be pulling people's hair. Yeah. No, he's going great. Good <laughs> to see Dallin scoring a few tries. Uh, da David Nofaluma. Yeah. At the back end of his career, I think even he would admit that. Um, we saw him take that intercept last week and he just didn't have the legs to go <laughs> to go the length. But the pass that he threw back on the inside to Luke Brooks, yeah. this harbour bridge, as he was falling, goes 20 metres back in field and it lands in Brooks's laps without him breaking a stride. And then he ends up get, uh, putting Charlie Staines over in the other corner. I just thought that was a perfect way to, um, you know, capture Nofaluma. Yep. He's made the hard things look so easy and the easy things look so frigging hard sometimes. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, he scored his hundredth try for the West. His life last could have been a lot different. I mean, look what he looked. Look how good he looked when he was in Melbourne last year when they got loaned. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like four tries in t- three games or something yep. or something like yep. that. Like he would have been yeah crazy. Yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out. That's the first time a Wests Magpie or a Tiger or a Wests Tigers um, has scored hundred tries for the club. So yep. yeah, really good to see crazy. David. Brian Toto, we talk about him almost every, every week. Every but week. I don't need to repeat myself. He's the best yardage winger, one of the best finishers, strong defender, and just Show so, so bloody consistent. Well. Yeah. Um, and then Jermaine Asako. I talked about this on this podcast, I think, um, last year, but I'll just read out what I wrote for the blog. Watching him play for the Tweed Seagulls in the Q Cup last year in the semifinal. Six points up in the final minutes of a semifinal, Asako was beaten on the outside to concede Tweed's narrow lead before dropping the ensuing kickoff in the in goal. Mm. And then he went for a short dropout off that um, error, kicked it out over the sidelines, and uh, the opposition, I think it was the Falcons, kicked a penalty from in front, yep. and the Tweed Seagulls season was over. Yeah. So a very bitter way for Asako to finish playing there last year, and if it weren't for the Dolphins giving him a lifeline, he might not. I don't think he was going to pick up a club uh, contract for an NRL I think he might have, like, uh, he might have gone to Union. Yeah, but I don't like, think. Honestly. I, I but we're seeing the best footy out of him. The best. Yeah. He scored three or four on the weekend. He's got to be one of the best targets in the air. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, good yeah. shout. It's a great shout. Because yeah, obviously so he had a great couple of years in the Broncos there, those periods where he was playing pretty good. But they were going through a pretty tough time when he was there as well. So it probably didn't shed enough light on what type of rugby league player he is, he's you know. So like busy in yardage, 160 metres a game in yardage. He's to- leading the lead for points and he's like second in try scored as and well. And he's got a, obviously a great coach who understands what he wants on and off the field. Yep. So who gives him free reign to do what he wants. There's not many coaches that can do that. Wayne Bennett's really good at that. Yeah, and he does. So consistently with yep. those, the Anthony yep. Milfords and the definitely. Uh, and then the last one, Michaeli Ravalawa, mm. who I think if he was at my club, I'd have a love hate relationship with him. <laughs> He's capable of doing things no other winger in the game can do, but he also makes some god awful errors sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he scored four against the Parramatta Eels last week. Wasn't enough to beat them. Mm. But some of the tackle busts, like some of his finishes, he's got guys hanging off him, trying to push him over the sideline. Yep. He's just so strong. And I can't wait to see what Shane Flanagan does with Zach Lomax and him next year. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be awesome what they look like, yep. those two. All right. Well, I'm going to borrow a segment from the guy who normally sits in uh, Ryan's thing. And I can't really call it Fogs's fast five, and I can't fo- call it James's fast. Five. I don't think it he. I don't think he calls it that either. Sometimes it's very slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you met Liam, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow he's can be fast. He's, he's trying his best. It's not his. It's not his best suit. No, no, no. Should also probably say congratulations, Liam. He actually went through with uh, the wedding on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, Fogs. All congratulations. Which one? I sent, <laughs> I sent him a message this morning congratulating him and telling him how lovely the wedding photos looked. And he's. Res- I said that I was missing him and I wished him um, good fun on his honeymoon, honeymoon yeah. and his response was yeah I miss you too didn't realise I'd miss you blokes this much <laughs> so thanks Fogs for that oh he'll Pick be listening yeah, he'll be, he'll right. be listening yeah. he'll be listening <laughs> alright well we'd better uh, throw him under the bus as much as possible over the next half definitely. hour or so definitely but I'm going to go a little bit nostalgic here, sticking with the wingers theme. I've just mm. picked out a few random 90s wingers, and oh. I just want to know what uh, sticks out for these guys. Darren Albert. Oh, gosh, he, how fast he was. Darren Albert was 
lightning, yeah. especially in his year. I mean, all I can remember from really from Darren Albert was his flowing jersey when he when he was in the like it just because it was so big, mm. it looked like a parachute. <laughs> like that's how fast he was running, right? Like, um, yeah, he was he was lightning fast, and that's that's one thing I do remember about him. Was that back in the day when the jerseys were just one size per position? Yeah, I, well? I'm pretty sure because obviously they obviously didn't have enough money to uh, you know get medium, small, large, extra large. So I just saw. I think they just all got large. All large. <laughs> there was even one stage where there was like an era where they were taping the the, you know, yeah. the jerseys back. Yeah, yeah, and I think someone got injured because they landed got a on it. Caught in oh, it or yeah, no, I think they landed on their back on the tie on the little yeah the tie the knot. So that stink. Yeah, they they nip that in the bud really quick. But yeah, Darren Albert fast. What about uh, Willie Kahn? Oh, well, one thing I know about Willie Kahn is he's got no uh, sideburns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've had I've, I've drunk piss with Willie Kahn before, and I, well, I could not I just couldn't stop looking at him because his haircut was terrible. Um, but he was a gun as well, strong runner of the ball. Um, it's crazy to see how wingers have changed so much since since the nineties yep. and, and to this day and age. What about Matt Singh? Mm. Yeah, quick as well. Yeah, footwork, headgear. Yeah, that's what I remember. Sensing a theme with these profiles. How about uh, Brett Dallas? Ooh, I mean, too young to remember. Yeah. What wasn't there to like about Brett Dallas? Um, I remember Alf talking a lot about Brett Dallas. Well, he was fast as well. He had very long legs um, and definitely none of them were built. Mm. Like none of them were built like brick shit houses. Like they were all whippets. So I, I suppose the theme back then is no wonder no one wanted to hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make any tackles. Yeah, Don't take any yeah, hit exactly. Just run around people. <laughs> and I've got one that bucks the trend. Yeah. Big Dell, Wendell oh, Saylor. Well, Wendell, da- Wendell Saylor did buck the trend yep. uh, in many ways. Um, he was he was one of the best shit talkers and he sat on the wing. So um, I think, <laughs> I uh, you know, the one thing about Wendell is that he did lay a platform at the Broncos, though, for a lot of young kids that are coming, especially myself. I mean, I wanted to wear that number five jersey because Wendell Saylor wore it, and I wanted to be better than Wendell Saylor because he'd laid such a, you know, a, a, a great platform. Yeah. But one thing I do know about Wendell is never take a phone call from him because <laughs> uh, he'll have a conversation with himself, and then he'll say, anyway, it's good to talk to you. <laughs> and then he'll hang up. You know, so I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, you, you said he bucked the trend. Would you say he set the trend? Yeah, well? he yeah, like, sorry. The he, prototype yeah. for the modern day winger. Oh, most uh, him and him and Lottie Takira. Yeah, yeah. I, I very much so. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that. My big memory of Wendell Saylor actually comes when he was playing for the Wallabies. Yeah, two thousand three oh, yeah. Rugby World Cup, Australia Romania at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Yep. Dell started on the wing, and you could tell he was just so hungry for a try that day. <laughs> Anytime he got the ball, it was just straight for the line, straight for the line. Didn't cross. Later in the game, Lottie Takiri comes on as a flanker. So he was playing as a forward. Dad, that's yeah. right. And he scored a try that day. <laughs> so Takiri right. got a try as a flanker. Dell, 80 minutes on the wing. Filthy about that. Yeah. Oh, he would have he let people know about that as well. <laughs> that would have been a story. That's he actually awful. probably wouldn't have remembered that story because <laughs> he won't want to tell anyone. <laughs> oh, big Dell. Yeah, and Takiri scored a try in the final as well. Oh, man. Yeah. They were guns. They were guns. Pity they can't find any good rugby league players to go play for them now. Because yeah. <laughs> rugby union. Struggling. <laughs> All right. Well, Jarrell, uh, you got a story time for us. Yeah, week? I do. Well, in the light of our good friend um, Jared, obviously not being here, being sick, I thought I'd tell the story about because I was pretty close to in camp this year about in origin. Um, and a lot of people knew about obviously the Cam Munster story, how he was pretty crook. Um, Cam Munster was very, very sick. Mm. Um, and the reason I know that is because I did go into camp and um, I found out that 
he was locked in his room at some stage. So he missed a lot of training. Um, not much of a story, but just more of a sort of dig at Jared today to say. <laughs> so um, Cameron Munster, Cameron Munster had basically played the flu game like Michael yeah. Jordan. <laughs> and you can't be here to do a podcast, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell a better story, but I was like, nah, I'm going I'm to take a stab at him. Because yeah, I was, because the other thing is that it was, I wanted him to be consecutive with me. Like, I think this is like the 56th, 55th. Mm, yeah. You know, Rich is a 55 or something like that. Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, but I think it may be the longest streak now. Yeah, yeah, it will yeah. be. So um, I really wanted him to be here, but he's a coward, so it's okay. <laughs> Cop that, Timmy. <laughs> Don't come back. No. All right. Oscar. What's going on with the NRLW? The NRLW is ripping and a tearing. It is ripping and a tearing. Yeah, we had I'm some excited when you talk about this. It's thing, good. Man. I've been frothing. My poor missus doesn't know what's hit her. I've gone through 20. Oh, oh God. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> She's gone. Oh, you've ruined my joke now. I'm just going to talk about NRLW. Okay. Um, so, first game up Raiders versus the Dragons. <laughs> Interested to see how this one goes. Zahara Temera, the Raiders 5'8, mm. and Dragons halfback Racine McGregor. They spent um, two or three years at the Roosters together um, in previous seasons. So this will be the first time they go up against each other this year. Racine's arguably the best halfback in the game. Uh, she's got a great kicking game. She's got a killer right foot step. She's a great ball player. Um, Zahara's kicking game has probably been the best in the competition so mm -hmm. far this yep. year. So we're seeing two of the best kicking games go up against each other, and I think that's probably going to decide the result in this one. Both squads fairly even um, in the forwards, and both have got some good strike in the outside back. So yeah, I think it's going to be a real grind, and I've tipped uh, Raiders 1-12 to 12 in that one. I've been really impressed with the way that they've put together their squad in their maiden. NRLW season. How many more? They only play nine, right? That's nine games. Nine yep. games this year. So they're and then yeah. uh, three game final series. Yep, yep. Which is going to make the Kennedy Charrington four game ban quite impactful as well. Yeah, well said. Kennedy um, caught up in an unfortunate lifting tackle last week. That was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, and Kennedy is a clean skin player. She's she plays. Um, a very aggressive and, you know, she's a competitive player, but it was, definitely was not intentional. Yeah, she'll miss four weeks. There's a girl called Chloe Jackson who's been named in the reserves for the mm -hmm. um, Parramatta Eels this week. She played for the New South Wales Blues in the under-19 State of Origin game about a month ago, and I was really impressed by her. She played on an edge in that game. She's only quite small, but she made about 45 tackles yep. um, and just tackled everything. I think she might find herself onto the bench this week, so she's one to look out for, Chloe Jackson. Yep. Uh, in the second game this week, the West's Tigers take on the North Queensland Cowboys. West's uh, Jared's team this year. He picked them out um, before a ball was kicked. And, yeah, they played really he? good footy. Yeah. yeah. They're missing Bovetti Welsh this week. She's out with a HIA. So I think that might um, affect how they play a little bit. But their left edge has been a really good um, avenue for points so far this year. I've spoken about Losana Lutu yep. quite a lot on this mm -hmm. podcast. Plays with lovely tempo. So, yeah, I think the Tigers' left edge. I've tipped a couple of try scorers there. You can check that out on the Neds blog. Third game, Parramatta versus the Broncos. All the talk after NRLW round three was Mele Hufunga, who scored four tries Jeez. last weekend. What did she run for as well? Oh, like, uh, 230 yeah. metres or something. Wow. Yeah, wrecking ball. Yeah. She is a wrecking ball. She's a big girl. Yep. Um, listed yep. at, I can't remember now, so be close to 100 kegs. Yep. Yep. She's a lot like Valence Tafade. Yep. Good mover, very powerful. The Broncos didn't play to her over the first two weeks, which – Probably has a lot to do with why they were 0-2 to start the year. Mm -hmm. But every time they got a bit of momentum in a set last week, whether it was an offload or a quick play of the ball or a little half break, they immediately swung it to Melee on the left edge and she cashed in four times. Wow. 
She's up against an Eels right hedge that's conceded 11 tries in three games. Where's the money this so weekend? Get on. Sydney <laughs> uh, Roosters versus Cronulla Sharks. Roosters were back to their best last week. 30-point drubbing of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I wrote a big piece today about Taryn Aiken um, for Rugby League Riders. She had four or five try involvements last week. She set up with the exact same shape outside her every time. Yeah. And each time she hit a different option based on what the cue, what cues the defensive line gave her. Very impressed with Aiken. I think she might end up Dalian Player of the Year, so she's one to look out for. And then wrapping up the round, we've got the Titans versus the Knights, which I think is going to be a cracker. First versus second. Yeah, Knights were second favourites, I think, going into the season. Mm. Um, Gold Coast, I tipped at $11 on this podcast. They are 3-0 to start the year. Wow. Oh. Mm. Very impressive. They're conceding just 10 points a game, so the defense is um, excellent, and then they're cashing in a couple of tries um, late in the game as well to win it. So they go up against the Knights this week, who – are deservingly, I think, third shortest uh, in the premiership odds at the moment. It'll be a really good test of the Gold Coast to see where they're at um, yeah. four games in. So, yeah, keen as for the NRLW round four to kick off. With all the stats, trends, and betting you need to know, this is The Offload. Big weekend coming up and big segment coming up. Playing uh, Liam Fogarty this week is Ryan Cook. What have you got for us uh, with The Offload? Well, James, let's. Start. I feel like Oscar's already done half of this oh, for me. Sorry, <laughs> he's been rattling off all his all his wingers' names. Yeah, and, um, this is the most organised podcast we've done. <laughs> yeah. We're not used to organisation. That's why. Uh, we'll start with. Don't argue this week. Uh, Ravalawa, who yep. uh, Oscar's already covered in depth, but you're getting fifty one dollars for him to score a hat trick oh, last week. Fifty one. Fifty one buckaroonies. AJ was like three thirty the week before yeah, for a hat trick. Oh insane. Wow. Oh my god. Finished with four, of course. Um, that was a new career high for him. Previously yep. only had a hat trick on three occasions. Dragons take on the Rabbitohs this week. Ravalawa scored against them in round 15 in that boil over you probably remember, Oscar. Yeah. So uh, that's one to keep uh, an eye on. There's been a few losses since <laughs> yeah. then, actually. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on with the punters, pals. Daniel Tupo at the SCG. Um, he loves playing at that ground. He scored a try in each of his last four appearances. You're getting $2.50 <laughs> for him to score two tries or more last week. Sean Johnson on the Goldie. Yes. Um, he scored a try in his last four games at Seabus. Um, and the other one, this one's a little bit more, this is probably more your areas as well, Oscar. All right. Right side wingers versus Canberra. Yep. So in eight straight games at Geo Stadium, the opposing right side winger has scored at least one try. Wow. So uh, just keep that trend that's in mind. Cool yeah, that's a it's good a, It's stat. a fun one. It's uh, got a lot to do with Jared Croker, unfortunately. Yeah. Love yeah. the guy, but he has been found out laterally a few times this year. Yep. He's dropped for Ethan Strange. Wow. He's under 19 State of Origin Blues star. He scored yes. three or four for the Blues last month. Very fast. In. Very fast. Yeah. I still think uh, right wingers might be a shot against that left edge. Yeah. You guys just keep talking. I'm just going to go onto my uh, app yeah. now and get on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's smart. The house. Yeah. smart. Smart, smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Raiders are back home against the Dogs and the Broncos over this final month of yep. the season. We'll move on to the futures forecast. There hasn't been a lot of movement, but uh, the Bronx, $4.25 into $3.80 to Ooh. win the chip. Mm. Um, the two drifters from the week just gone are the Bunnies, yes. $8 back out to 12 mm. Cows, 13 out to 19. Oh, gosh. Um, incorrect grounding. So these are the multis that fell short by a leg. I had a few of these. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people did. <laughs> um, one punter nearly turned a dollar into just over 1800 No, no. Yeah, this one's a bit rough. So it's a second, seven-legger. Um, it was all on different margins. So he's taken the Warriors, Knights, 
Bunnies, Eels, Raiders, 1 to 12. Um, Panthers, Broncos, 13 plus, And the leg that failed was the Bunnies, 1 to 12. So, yeah. Lollipop sticks. That sucks. That's a that tough does one. suck. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> On a more positive note, uh, we saw one punter turn $10 into over 10 grand. Oh, well done. Yes. Hey, oh, they're the ones we want. They're the ones we like. <laughs> if only we could do it. Yeah. Uh, four-legger on both <laughs> of the <laughs> Sunday games. So Ravalawa, two tries or more, and Sebastian Chris, who I don't think he's playing this week. No. Uh, two tries or more as well, and no for Luma anytime. Oh, oh. Sebastian Chris scored that one off the very forward That's pass. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Which that punter is cheering. Oh, my gosh. So was forward. Jeez, so were two of the Sharks ones against the Rabbitohs. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, and just lastly, we saw this is bloody good odds. So um, a handful of savvy punters cashed in on Ravalawa to score a Hattie one turn, 20 bucks into just over 1K. Um, we also saw $50 into 2K on Asako to score a Hattie himself. Wow. Yes. The hat tricks are, they're in there like Cash swimwear this year. That's where the value lies. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, don't tell the miso. Seven and a half K on the Storm head to head, ten K on Manly head to head, fifteen oh. on the Cowboys, and twenty K on the Dragons oh. head to head. Twenty <laughs> K on the Dragons. Yeah, you got to be. Oh, and they were winning with like ten minutes to go yeah. as well. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's my bro. Some rough ones there. The Neds NRL punting podcast multi. Let's uh, move on to our own multi for the upcoming weekend. Um, in proof that this isn't the most perfectly organised one. Jarrell, what's your leg? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally forgot what that was. <laughs> um, my leg this week is... I can go if you want yeah, 30 yes, seconds. Yes you, yes, you can go. Uh, I've had a look at the Broncos' right edge this weekend. They're going up against the Parramatta Eels, who have named Dejan Arcee at left centre. Dejan did a really good job filling in for Dylan Brown in attack over the last month or so, but he's got some defensive issues. Um, and I think the way that the Broncos have been attacking down that right edge, they've scored 48 tries down that edge this year, which is the most of any right edge in the competition. So I'm going to go with Katoni Staggs to Ooh. score this weekend. I was thinking about that one as hey, well. So nice. good, to, good to know that I've actually got some uh, backing there. <laughs> Great minds think a lot. All right. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you very quickly. Yeah, I've locked in on the Raiders plus 11 and a half against the Storm mm. on Saturday. Uh, sorry, Sunday, I should say. Um, that's a bit of a rivalry game, I think. It doesn't mm -hmm. get talked about enough. Yep. Uh, Storm are back at Amy Park for the first time in a little while, but the Raiders have covered in their last five games, I believe, against okay. the Storm at Amy Park. So I think there's a that's I think that line's a bit generous. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And it's back at Amy Park as well. They've been away for the last month because of ground availabilities and homecoming for the Storm. Could see a few nerves. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to go on the same game then, just what you talked about on Ooh. that. Uh, that uh, at Ethan Strange? Yeah. Okay. At Ethan Strange. Would that be Will Warbrick? That would be Will Warbrick. Will Warbrick, uh, anytime try scorer. $1.92. Nice. That'll be pretty good. We'll yeah. Well, I mean, look, the stats are there. Yummy. I like it. And I like, <laughs> Yummy. I like her anytime try scorer. <laughs> Makes me excited. All right. Well, I've been giving this quite a lot of thought as well, and uh, I'm going to go for Penrith, minus 16 in their game against uh, Manly. I think yeah, Penrith, they're going to hate that. Yeah. yeah, coming into form, and it's looking quite strong for them as well. So I'm just throwing that all together on the Neds market now. So the multi for this week, looking at all of that is coming up at eighteen dollars twice. Oh, it's more than I want to Jeez, that's way more than I thought. Oh, boys, well, well, I'm getting on it. I'm getting on it. <laughs> well, oh, we've got the two legs from the same game. <laughs> so, just uh, reiterating that. So, we've got the Raiders plus 
11 and a half at the line mm. at the time of recording because that could very well change. Yep. Uh, will War- Will Warbrick, yep. anytime try scorer. That, that seems to be one that trips me up. Tony Staggs, anytime try scorer. Mm. And Penrith, minus 16. So nice. I'm looking forward to letting you guys down and not being allowed back <laughs> on next week. Uh, we're going to cash it in. Yeah, we'll cash uh, that one biggest in. Biggest multi of the year and Jared's going to miss out on it. Imagine going to be See, going to be yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Oh. And if that, hap- if that does get up, uh, I'm going to have to phone in from the family holiday <laughs> next weekend. Is that okay, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> Got the thumbs up on that. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be Now, uh, the... Last thing that we've got to do is name the episode. Oh, yes. Well, what is he? What, what's his? The flu pod? No, <laughs> that's, that's what we'd say. I don't hate that. Here, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was the thinking the backup plan. The backup oh, plan. Oh, the backup plan. Reserve grade week? Yeah. Tim's his day off. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Sleep, that. Sleepy Tim? <laughs> yeah. Jared's day off. <laughs> he's going to listen to this and just be absolutely fuming at it. Well, it seems like he can't do anything at the moment because yeah. he's not he's here. Too so to be he's too sick to be here. I'm sure we'll figure out one of those. Yeah. It'll be either Timsy's not here. What is it? Timsy's day off. Timsy's day off. <laughs> Timsy's day off, I think we're yeah. going to go with. Yeah. Jared's day off, I think. Or, or yeah. reserve grade day. Yeah, reserve day day. I think I like it. All right. Uh, let's start with you, Oscar. What are you looking forward to this weekend? Looking forward to cashing in on a few NRLW punts. Yeah. Very unlucky last weekend. I picked like three or four try scorers and the person either side of them scored. So we got the right areas. So we're zeroing in. We're going to cash in this week. Yeah, I'm just excited that it's obviously close, very close to finals footy. But the one game that I am excited to watch is Melbourne Storm versus Canberra. There, are, there is does seem to be like a little bit of a, a rival there. I'm not sure if it's because of the the two coaches that are mates um, that don't want to lose against each other <laughs> after they have a beer after the game. Um, it seems like there's some bad blood always with um, you know with 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 Canberra and Melbourne. So really looking forward to that. But um, like I said, business end of the year. Um, can't wait for finals footy and just getting very close. And uh, Ryan, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Bronx Eels, Friday night. I think there's a bit of bad blood between those two teams as well. Eels still on the fringe of the eight. They have to win this game, but the Bronx pumped them earlier in the year. But uh, in reverse, the Eels absolutely flogged them last year in Brisbane. So I think uh, the Broncos will have a bit of revenge in mind as well. Yep. Mm. That was going to be my thing as well, because the two games between these two sides this year haven't been at either side's preferred stadium, because the yeah. Eels home game was up yeah, in Darwin, yep. and this one's at the Gabba as that's, well. That's right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's a niche it's little stack. Yes. Yeah. I, thought, I thought your final thought was going to be shout out to the Matildas. I was going to say, yeah. I was just about, I was literally just about to say it away, before we please. go. I'm sure Matilda's, you've been close to I them. have been watching very close. Five o'clock uh, Saturday, Suncorp's, oh, well, Brisbane Stadium, I'm Lang- sorry. <laughs> Court Lang Park. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, well, I'm, they're not letting us. The fever, <laughs> fever are blowing up. I don't know. But the Chili's are Yeah, I know, I know. The Chili's are going well. They play France over the weekend. I know it's a rugby league podcast, but we've got to get behind them. Not only that, I love that this is this has happened, but um, what is it? Three, I think they had like the the highest viewing of any sports in Australia. Yep. Three point uh, five six million just on Channel Seven, not yep. including wow. streaming or anything. Like, yeah, just so happy that that's where our women's game is going. Mm. Um, we get a superstar back in Sam Kerr as well, um, which is great. I'm not sure if she'll start, but um, been been following that very close. And obviously over the weekend as well, the Premier League starts again. So come on, um, Arsenal, come on, the Gooners. We need. <laughs> we got this. We got this. So I'm sure you'll be hearing about a lot if we if we keep winning, you'll be hearing a lot about that in this podcast. 
podcast as well over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> for sure. And just for a bonus tip as well, Australia to qualify, so that's 90 minutes extra time or penalties, yep. $2.30. Wow. Ooh, nice. That's good Stop getting. Jams. I'm not going to lie to you. I um, You're already on it. I, I got, no, I got <laughs> on them. To win it? I got them to win it. Me too. At 11 bucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's so go. come on, Tillies. Well, it is going I want to eat noodles for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be a massive sporting weekend across the codes here in the Sunshine State. We're all looking forward to it, and that's going to be it for this edition of the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Thank you, Gerard. Thank you very much for having me again. And thank you, Ryan. Thanks, James. And uh, good news is we got through reserve grade day. Yeah, That's yeah, we the made important it. thing. Achieved. Two points in the bank. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back in some way, shape, or form next week. And if Jared's still out, then uh, we might have to borrow Dylan from the AFL podcast. So good luck, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, 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 we'll manage. Run we'll manage. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll manage. We'll, we'll run this thing to the ground before he gets over here. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the games this weekend. That's going to be it. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.